Hello, AFM. Welcome to another episode of Thinking of You. This is your host, Kenny Chalemwa from Indonesia, a communication intern from ASEAN Foundation. Currently, I am a university student from Universitas Gajah Mada and majoring in international relations. Today, we'll be discussing about kickstarting one's career on entrepreneurship. The global pandemic has brought about heavy burdens on youth employment as many companies laid off their workers. Though this experience has closed one door, it has opened a window as the world witnessed a surge in startup. We have with us today representative from Vietnam Sustainability Social Enterprise, also known as VSSE, and Vianco, who will be sharing their stories on how they found their passion in social entrepreneurship. VSSE is a social enterprise playing a role as a partnership platform to deal with local challenges and toward the development of an environmental-friendly and inclusive society. On the other hand, Vanco is a social enterprise that sells fresh goods ethically and sustainably that aim to connect farmers directly to consumers and businesses through an integrated distribution channel. Both VSSE and Vanco are two of the 20 selected social enterprises to participate in the ASEAN Social Enterprise Development Program, also known as ASEAN SEDP, a project that is organized by ASEAN Foundation with the continuous support from DIZ on behalf of the German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development, or BMZ in short, as well as SAP. Mrs. Fong and Mr. Winslow, thank you for joining us here today. Before we start, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners today? Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for giving me this chance as the first time in my life on the postcards. Uh, I'm very happy to be here today and share with you uh, my experience on my entrepreneurs as a social entrepreneurs path. And I really look forward together with uh, uh, Winsel and together with uh, ASEAN Foundation uh, to level up the social entrepreneurship uh, together. Uh, hi everyone, I'm Winsel and I'm the co-founder of Bianco. So we are a social enterprise that aims to sell fresh goods, vegetables and fruits um, ethically and sustainably. And yeah, I'm, thank you for for inviting inviting me today in this podcast. Thank you, Ms. Wong and Mr. Wenzel for the introduction. And to kick us off, I would like to ask a question to both of you. Today, we can really see that youth like our young listeners and also myself are pretty much confused or conflicted of what we have to do in our life as it actually takes time to find your passion, your purpose, and be in a career that you truly enjoy. Um, therefore, could you tell us what made you decide to get into social entrepreneurship as a career of choice? Uh, I'll, go, I'll go first. Um, it was not a conscious decision on my end to pursue social entrepreneurship. My, my interest is more entrepreneurship in general. So I think social entrepreneurship came in when I joined the competition. Um, it was not a conscious decision to, to pursue it afterwards, but we saw the, we saw the impact that it could, it could make to, to other people. So my, team, my co-founder back then and I um, decided to, to pursue it. So yeah. 
um, it's more it's spread on on the interest. I think um, one thing that I can share with um, our listeners, even the young ones out there, would be um, there will really come a time that you will find you will have to to find the the thing that you have, but you have to look also in your capabilities and your skills to to pursue it. So. Um, social entrepreneurship might might not be for everyone, so you have to also to look that um, out for yourself. Uh, in my case, um, this my story. Uh, maybe I want to start from my very uh, core background uh, because I'm a, a graduated uh, as a uh, engineer student uh, eight years ago. Uh, at the moment after graduating, and I'm so passionate to be an engineer expert, not not entrepreneur from the beginning. Uh, after uh, working a couple years in Vietnam for an international organization and studying abroad in Germany, uh, I discovered something more than just be an expert. I deeply uh, understanding how engineering can build a better uh, and more sustainable world, uh, particularly for my country, Vietnam. Uh, I, I, I see that how much I love my country and how much I can contribute and protect my country more sustainable. Uh, that the kickstart leading me to make changes uh, from the way I choose. Uh, also, I see there's still a lot of barriers when existing like a partnership platform to create a larger impact to the society. Uh, I took uh, two years to understand more the issue from the market and step-by-step step build up the relevant network also, you know, uh, get so much support from the mentors, so on. So to conclude, I want to share with you that there are three main points that guiding me to become a social entrepreneur, including number one, the core value, uh, because I have my background engineering and I want to contribute to the society. I understand about the market demand and the networking bring me so much the value that give me the confidence to set down to become the social uh, entrepreneur. So that's how I uh, start from the beginning. Yeah. That is actually a very interesting um, discussion that we have brought up. And maybe I would like to ask a further uh, question to that. Um, earlier, Mr. Vinsel mentioned that um, the reason why you would like to pursue a social entrepreneurship career is because of competition. And also for Ms. Fong, that um, your earlier um, major was in engineering. I think I would like to ask, um, what made you shift your focus to that path? Um, is there a very problematic issue around your area that makes you um, want to pursue that path? Or maybe a certain event that makes you um, really want to go to pursue social entrepreneurship? Uh, yes, uh, in my case, uh, like how I mentioned, the three main points bring me to switch to the uh, 
new platform, you know. Uh, I'm still an engineer. Um, I have uh, the expertise, uh, knowledge and experience to deal with the challenging on environmental friendly and uh, inclusive uh, issues. Uh, so uh, the, 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 the social entrepreneurship is bring me a better platform that I and my team will build up and set it and work together uh, and bring the impact like how we uh, set from the beginning. So uh, I think uh, the core value inside uh, in personal is give me the very good foundation uh, to think about the, what is the other way that I can deal with the challenging and then uh, it's uh, helped me to make a decision and select the business model that we can apply. On, on my end, what, what made me decide to, to shift is one here in the Philippines, there are the problem of agriculture is um, evident. I think it goes to show also with other Southeast Asian countries that agriculture is neglected here in the Philippines. And uh, what got me interested is the complexity of, of, the, of the supply chain of agriculture. And there are so many things that needed to, to be improved. Um, in terms of skills, I think one, one aspect also would be the, um, since I'm hotel and restaurant management major, it's also closely linked to, to food. So it became easier for me to, to understand it. But at the same time, I also have to learn more about tech tech and this capacity building and all other stuff related to supply chain because I'm not, um, I have no background in it. So I had to learn it um, right now as, I, as we built it. So yeah, that's what got me into um, this particular sector. Thank you. And I also believe that getting, in, getting into and starting a social enterprise is definitely not easy especially if it is not um, your plan or um, what you plan for in, from the beginning. Therefore, maybe can you elaborate more to your listeners today? How did you build your team and raise the initial capital throughout the developmental stage? On, for Vianco, uh, our team is mostly comprised of friends. I, right now, I'm on my third set of teammates. Um, the one that's that the one that stick with me from the very beginning was the was my co-founder, and uh, we had to do several um, team replacements because others they don't see it as a career path. Some some they have other priorities to to fulfill. That's how that's how we built the team. What's important is in building the team, um, you should both have the interest and the heart to to start and pursue it. At the same time, um, willing to, to do the work um, at hand. In terms of raising capital, um, one thing that we did is a combination of joining um, competitions, joining startup programs, and also raising, using our own money 
<laughs> bootstrapping, using our own money to to start it. It doesn't have to to be big at the start because there will be many um, challenges ahead of putting it. So we started really, really small, and um, yeah, yeah, that's how we how we started. Um, in a BSSC case, um, I want to share to you that uh, sentence, our own individuals and organizations have opportunities to participate into development of an environmental friendly and inclusive society. That is our mission statement of BSSE. From the first day until now, our team has developed based on this statement and the core values set from the very beginning. Uh, I'm very appreciative to collaborate with the mutual vision team members from VSSE who would be loved to be part of sustainability with our company. Um, when I, I still remember, you know, the first days when I put in the agenda how we do the business plan and so on, so on. And I always start the mission statement to all I know and is searching for the passion together with me. And, you know, I'm, I see that everybody put trust on me, on the, the plan we set and it's and, and, and how we, we, we commit until now five years already in the market. And I'm so happy that, you know, when we so clear from the beginning, the reason why put everybody on board together is create very, very good. The, uh, how we say the, the, the core um, motivation to everyone to contribute together. So that's how I uh, kind of, I think the most important I want to share to you yeah, the reason how I get so much um, uh, trust and um, motivation from my team from the first day until now. And you know, like uh, in our team in VSSE, we have not only the full-time payment, uh, members, you know, we have surrounded 30 uh, intern and collaborator, not only Vietnam and surround the world. You know, like for example, they join in specific project and then they study abroad MBA or master, you know, they still keep updated with us. They keep in mind about the mission we set together to support us. So. I think, you know, and even as a social enterprise, it's very good to give you the opportunity to call for support from the outside, from the society. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, raising uh, capital, um, yes, <laughs> I think same with Winston. I, uh, I invested cash amount for my saving by myself. <laughs> Um, you know, when I see, okay, um, that is the opportunity to, to start it. Uh, and I calculate with how much I have and I said, okay, that I can start. 
but I think it's not only about money. Uh, you know, I, I step into my business with my practical experience, uh, the, 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 my strength and uh, my, my network and the core value I put in the business plan. I think that very together to bring up the confidence for me to uh, put myself, my path, my career path into this <laughs> business, uh, you know, path. Yeah, it's very nice to hear that you both have supported people in your um, enterprise that really be there and support what the social enterprises, the core value, really get in there and support. And you, both of you mentioned that you use your own personal money or cash to uh, boost the social enterprise in the beginning. And that is um, something that our youth, many are afraid of because youth, we, some haven't worked yet and sometimes they don't have the money to use that. And I guess um, what makes you really sure that you want to use your savings or what makes you really sure that um, social enterprise is really what you want to do and um, really put faith and put your money in it? Um, for, for one, we wanted to start small. And the longer it takes for us to start, the, the learning, the, the more we miss opportunities and learnings. So we started, as I mentioned, we started even small. Um, it's just a small amount of money that we put into. Um, we did not invest so much heavily on tech yet. Because we wanted to test the test the customers, test the product, so we really started small. I think that's a that's one advice that I would give because people or um, people who wanted to go into social entrepreneurship think that they have to invest a lot of money at the start. So you really have to really have to start small. Um, yeah, just. Um, a little bit of money would do because you're 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 testing, so that's what um, made me decide to risk um, some of my some of some of my money into the business. I, I very agree with Vincent. You know, baby steps make the big step further. I'm very sure about this, and you know, even like very small portrait. You know, um, I can tell you like. I collaborate, uh, collaborate with uh, one uh, youth, very youth architect. He is so passionate with the um, one uh, wind turbine, and uh, he he's so confused because it's totally different background and so on. But he's so you know so passionate on that, and I said, why not? You know, just apply a small funding. For youth, it's so many funding for youth now, you know. And he said, "Okay, so let's start and let's let's start it. Let's do it. I can support you. Go forward. And if you really want to to test your idea, and when you figure out a suitable, you know, program for you, go forward. And you know, now he's have his own." company based on the so baby step from the beginning uh, and I think 
the baby step it just happened when you have in your side the truly understand the issue you want to deal with when you for example like you see you know you you love environment but it's just general environment or something so specific like water like energy huh? or materials and so on it's so this to deal with so many topics into this challenging this you know society so i believe that when you put yourself put your passion into specific topic yeah and challenge you into practical activity it could be a small project or even volunteering project and you discover more you understand more in practical and then when the opportunity come your value your network you know your capacity you know everything when it's happen and it will bring you the confidence thank you for the very encouraging message that we have discussed today and speaking about confidence you both are from a social enterprise that have been successfully selected to join ICNS EDP and thrive throughout the interview process can you both give us a few tips on how to deliver an effective pitch and perhaps in front of a potential partner or employers yes pitching right that actually uh, that my regular day task <laughs> you know it's um it's very interesting i still remember you know um i remember my shortest uh, pitching in one minute and my longest pitching in two hours <laughs> and every pitching has brought me very diverse experience yeah uh, every time when i prepare it, uh, i always break down clearly two questions why we here uh, sorry why we there and who we present to when i clear and uh, put myself the deep understanding about two questions it will give me the confidence and the motivation to uh, implement it. Uh, particularly in the ASEAN SEDP, uh, the request is not only the founder, uh, but also including the other team member, at least two person, right? Well, so maybe you still remember. <laughs> And uh, my team member, uh, she she has that the first pitching in, in her life actually, and she very nervous. She 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 said to me, oh, um, because she said it's so good, you know, opportunity is so good program, and I feel quite you know um, a little bit stressful about this because it's have to carry so much, you know. Uh, 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 responsibility for that and I said you know um, I break down the two questions to her and I said we're standing here it's not about only two of us we're standing here because of our value 
BSSE, the company. And we have to know that the program is not only provide BSSE capacity building, no, it's about the, the, the um, outcome at the end. It will make the impact to the over 10,000 network BSSE we working in Vietnam. So when we understand it, we know our core value, we know the motivation, we know the reason we're standing, and then you will get the confidence to do it. And, you know, she did so well, you know, the whole team very happy about this. And now we are the top 20 together. And yeah, we want to go forward together and the energy bring our team stronger and more motivated. On, on our end, um, I remember when we pitched for uh, the ASEAN Social Enterprise Development Program, um, there are several important elements that need to be in a, in a particular pitch. The, the problem that you're trying to solve, the solution to that problem, and what's the impact of that solution now to both your customers and um, your beneficiaries? And lastly, what are your plans moving forward? So those those things for me are perhaps the key elements in a in a good pitch because all pitches are bounded by time. So you have to be very clear uh, on how to do it. You have to be very concise. And I I agree with what Fong said about um, knowing your audience. Who are your who are your audience? Because you can be pitching for to your customers, you can be pitching for um, the farmers, you can be pitching to them, you can also um, pitch to investors. So different audiences would require different sets of presentations and pitching styles. So that's, um, I think that, that's, the, that's the advice that I can give. I think it was also mentioned in the workshop um, about uh, the elevator pitch. That one minute pitch would include everything that I've said earlier. So in that one minute, you have to be very direct and concise on um, what you're planning to do and what are your problems that you're trying to solve. And I guess um, a follow-up question to what we have brought up. Um, since many of our listeners are youth, or maybe do you both have any tips or tricks that can be used for us to overcome that nervousness and that lack of confidence when they're about to present something or about to pitch? Well, for all pitches can be very nerve-wracking, uh, especially if you don't know who are your talk who, if, especially if you don't know who you're talking to. So one thing to overcome nervousness is to be very prepared. To, to the pitch. If you know the contents of your pitch, uh, even though you, um, and also don't rehearse too much, I think. Don't rehearse too much in pitching because it, it, it removes that, um, that genuine approach to pitching. Although you have to be very clear and concise because you're bounded by time, right? But the, your audience also has to feel your sincerity in delivering the pitch. And if it's too, like, two words in a script, um, I think it's not uh, the proper way to, 
to do so. As long as you know the, the elements that I've mentioned, the problem, the solution, uh, the impact, and what are your plans moving forward? I think uh, even though you have a presentation or not, you can pitch um, really well. I think it's very uh, understanding because, you know, even in my case, I still have kind of, you know, like before starting, sometimes be in the super, super big event, you know, it's, I think that's very natural, you know, uh, personal reaction, I think. Uh, when we put some kind of expectation and so on, uh, what I think what is can bring you kind of better prepare from the beginning does help you a lot. Like how Vincent mentioned, I very agree about this. Uh, and um, I think to make you feel uh, comfortable, uh, you should set the goal from the beginning before you start the game. Huh? Let's say start the game. What you're looking for. You want what you want. Because um, if you come because you want to become the first, it requests you very much prepare, very much understanding, very much the capacity. But you come inside because you know that, okay, this program is for my testing, the way I want to challenge myself to step out of my comfort zone. That you should count because you stand up and you raise your voice because it's sometimes you want to challenge yourself. It's maybe not about the program to get any kind of prizes, but is challenging yourself. And when you've done the activities and you see that, okay, I can stand up, I can raise the voices, I can, you know, take the action. And, you know, like through so many different experiences, gain is gain, you know, time by time for you. Uh, and like how I said, the pitching with the two questions, you know, why you there who is uh, uh, present you uh, have to influence so it's through that you can uh, show to yourself and the reverence uh, people the way you uh, want to play it in that game thank you Ms. Wong and Mr. Wenzel and as we have discussed a lot in this podcast I have another question to ask. And since both of you are from very successful social enterprises and have been selected in SNS EDPS top 20 in ASEAN, can you tell us the time where you've experienced your greatest success in your career? But also at the same time, can you also share with us your most important failure that would later contribute in shaping your success? Okay, yes, the shares about this it's very good to take a look back, huh? yeah. Um, in uh, 2020, uh, the COVID effect strongly into our business. You know, uh, all physical events must be canceled. Uh, COVID challenged us to transform our offline events into professional digital webinar. Uh, 
all of our team worked so hard to restruct all in our system. Uh, after that, uh, we uh, received a funding to implement two professional webinars in Vietnam. You know, um, not only about get the funding uh, from a German federal office, after the program, we step out into the market with a full confidence that we can organize such high quality activity and we can level up our service, not only the limit physical uh, challenge, but also, you know, like worldwide level where everyone can easily access and join our webinar platforms. So I think that show clearly that, you know, uh, the greatest success is our competence to adapt into the market conditions. Yeah, so I think it's really much, you know, high um, core value and capacity that we can uh, together with our partner, yeah, pass through that condition of the COVID as well as for the further activities to level up, uh, leverage the uh, quality and the uh, uh, over national uh, network. For sure, uh, a lot of lessons learned I want to share to you because you know, like five years is so many challenges, is so many barriers. I guarantee that to break down the lesson learned, I think it's a lot, you know, even like in our company, we have a database of all Skype stories, the lesson learned every time we pass over, you know, like kind of very interesting, but maybe with the kind of very limited town today, I think I will select one of my, I think the most important lesson learned, that's one word I want to share with you, that's empathy. Empathy, you know, like uh, it's happened when I have kind of, let's say, uh, some of the first years when we run business. Uh, once uh, our goal is uh, to convince a partner to join our project, uh, I thought that truly I understood the partner. Uh, and, I, you know, I consider it must be very easy deal. However, how I understood the partner is not enough regarding to their limitation, their challenges, you know, so many the other background. And after that, uh, I figured out that, you know, every time take the action, I and my team, we always ask ourselves, do I really, uh, do we really understand the partners? Yeah. Are there any potential matching points between us? Yeah. To understand all kind of, you know, like the matching reason or the matching mission 
or anything that can bring us uh, uh, mutual connection together. So uh, empathy is very much important. And even like maybe it's potentially uh, this time, but uh, maybe the way we come in in the right time is something else. So, you know, like when you understand, when you take a deep uh, uh, search and even, you know, like get, uh, how we say, like understanding the um, person surround, like, you know, who have the experience before, it can give you very good kind of, you know, like understanding when you step into any kind of, you know, activity or partnership or even like your clients. Yeah. Uh, on on my end, um, in terms of success, I think one uh, one thing I've learned is uh, this came from a mentor, and then he he told me that uh, the only validation that you should need shouldn't come from external, like your investors, um, your um, let's say any social enterprise program. The only validation or success that will measure your social enterprise is the impact that you create to the community, to your customers, to your team. So that's how that's how I frame my my success. So I think part of building the a startup or a social enterprise is really failure. We had so many failures at the start. We started at the height of COVID last June, last year, June. So everything shifted to online. So we grabbed the opportunity to start because we've been um, incubated for so long and we, we haven't started yet. And it was the perfect time to, to, to test it during COVID. So um, that's one thing I've learned is that you do not waste a crisis. When there's a crisis, you turn that into something of an opportunity. And in terms of failure, we had so many from farmers not really engaging with us because we can't buy in bulk because we don't have the capital to do it yet. We do not have the, the right data of customers because we are still testing. We don't know what they really need at that moment. We also had problems with logistics because it's too um, expensive, uh, among other things. What else? Um, other challenges that we face, of course, capital will always be part of it. The team, um, we don't meet physically. We do it everything online. So the communication and coordination are all online. Um, yeah, but there are there are opportunities. Um, you have to you have to be open about it. There was also a, a time when um, a condominium unit. Uh, approach us to sell or to set up a weekend market so we get that opportunity and we also have uh what are the other challenges loss of money um spoiled um spoilage of fruits and vegetables among other challenges we encountered but in those challenges we um of course we have to learn from it and not to repeat the, the same mistakes but at, um you have to, for, for all social entrepreneurs, that's one thing that's uh, like part of our, our, of our identity in building the, 
the business is really fail it's really constant failure and learning from those thank you and i'm really amazed with the dedication that you put in especially um as you mentioned during covid it was hard to shift and it's really amazing that both of you have been able to adapt and be resilient especially during crisis and during the pandemic like covid and to ask our last question and also as a wrap up for this episode can you both give us some tips and life lessons that can help our young listeners kickstarting their career and perhaps encourage them to become the next generation of entrepreneurs uh, my advice would be you have to know what where you're good at where your interests are uh, If you know that already, you look for opportunities where you can hone that. If you're good in business, perhaps you can start a business, small business. If you're good in, let's say, the arts, you can try creative arts. Now, um, digital or social media is um, really booming, so you can tap into that. Aside from that, um, you have to be open for failures, a lot of it in in pursuing the career path that you take. And sometimes it's good to um, shift careers if you don't uh, feel like you're going at something, but you also have to be very clear that it's only for a certain period of time. You also have to look into um, sustainably build yourself, so to speak. So, It's okay to fail. It's okay to look for ways to to grow, but you also have to um, be very clear about what you really want. So that's my that's my advice. And to fellow social entrepreneurs, um, this time is really challenging. COVID has been really challenging for for all of us, not just social entrepreneurs, but everybody. So you always look for opportunity in the crisis you do not waste it uh, and you really have to start small again if you have to shift you you start small again and just have to um, be consistent in, in in what you're doing yeah um real i think uh, this uh, sentence is um give me a very uh, supportive to my uh, agenda life as the real experiences give us understand ourselves better uh, youth I know you know sometimes you wonder what you are doing where you standing and why you doing this right uh, think out of the box uh, may give you better opportunities to deal with this uh, when you understand yourself better You know why you're doing it and how you could make a better strategy to approach it. Yeah. And then you will, you know, understand better yourself. It's not about outside. All things, I'm very sure. When you take action and so on, at the end, yourself is gained and it shows you why you're here on this planet. Step by step, I mean, it takes time for sure, 
but you're young. You know, you 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 get the opportunity to discover this world to understand you better. And every time, you know, I have to face difficulties. I look at and I see, okay, COVID or whatever. At the end, when I passes, definitely I will learn about it and I understand about myself, and I know. What I should improve in the next chapter. Thank you, Ms. Wong and Mr. Winsel, for the very encouraging words and for the life lessons and tips and tricks. And I believe that our young listeners will be very much benefited from it and could use it for their adapting it and using it for their future career. And once again, thank you very much for the great discussion and for the valuable insights that you have given us. And I would like to also thank our listeners today for joining us. We hope that this episode has inspired you to do something bold and help you discover more about yourself and also your capabilities. And if you have any suggestions for our podcast future topics, you may reach us on our social media platforms or drop us an email at communications at snfoundations.org. Stay tuned on our social media for our latest updates and see you in our, our next episode.